Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome back to Talk Back Live. We're talking about affirmative action. And, uh, Tavis, you wanted to comment on what we were talking about the last segment, so absolutely get a chance to do that. And I would also uh, like you to respond uh, to a question from Jarvis, who's joining us from the... Berean Middle School. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, most black schools, like me, okay, I'm, next year I'll be going to another school. Uh, they said they were booked, but they weren't. They, I guess they're just doing discrimination, not letting black people in their school because it's mostly a white school. But why, why keep blacks out of white schools? I don't, you know, just why? It's 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 a it's a very good question, and I, and I don't know the case again that the, the young Jarvis talks about specifically. But I can tell you this, and it's one of the three points I wanted to make very quickly, Susan. Affirmative action, first of all, does not, as one or two persons have suggested, it does not guarantee you anything except equal opportunity. It guarantees you protection when you most need it. Mm -hmm. It does not, however, guarantee you a job, guarantee you a slot in a classroom, and that's a misnomer that ought to be corrected. Secondly, with respect to the a couple of issues very quickly that the contractor who moved to Georgia raised, number one, this whole concept of of reverse discrimination is a term that makes my skin cringe. You cannot have reverse discrimination when 90% of the workforce and certainly 90% of corporate managers in this country are still white males. Somebody explain to me how that can be defined as reverse discrimination. And finally, on this whole notion 
this whole concept of lowering of standards and lowering of quality. Let me say this. African Americans pay taxes like everybody else does. I don't want standards lowered. I don't want the quality of our labor force to be lowered. Mm -hmm. I want the best cops. I want the best firefighters. You can mm -hmm. have the best firefighter, the best cop, and have that person be black. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Gotcha. Thanks, Tavis. Uh, Michael Savage, host of the Savage Nation. I'd really like to get back to Jarvis's question, which was, why would a school not want him based on the color of his skin? Let me just start with this. Affirmative action was never voted upon until now in California. The people have spoken, and they have said no to racial gerrymandering. The people have finally voted. Susan, do you realize that affirmative action was never voted upon until now? It was created by executive order under Lyndon Baines Johnson. This was fundamentally Michael, socialism. let's talk about that in just a second. But I really want to get an answer for Jarvis's question. Well, Do you want to you repeat it? it? I, I wasn't listening to Jarvis. Okay, I was not listening let's... to Jarvis. I was in the studio. You'll have to forgive me. Uh, okay. Jarvis will ask it again. Go ahead, son. Okay. I'm going to a new school next year, and when I went, they said that they were booked because uh, I think they were using discrimination just because of the color of my skin not to let me in the school. But why would they not want a black person in a white school? You want me to answer that? Yeah. It's real simple. It's illegal. And he knows that he can go and get a lawyer and sue that school. That is absolutely forbidden, and it's repugnant. That's not what affirmative action is about. Affirmative action is about children of all races who get A averages and top SAT scores and are denied admission to the best schools in America so they commit a certain quota of minorities. That's what affirmative action is doing, Susan. Mm. Affirmative action is destroying the quality of education in America for blacks, for whites, for yellows, and for browns. It's bringing us all down to the lowest common denominator. Mara has a comment. Shoot, we're going to send to the senator. Mara, go ahead. Well, a hundred years ago, the Irish came to America, and in the streets of New York, businesses and shops would have signs, no Irish need apply. And there's only one way that the Irish got ahead, and that was by education. And, and that, to me, seems the, the great leveler of, of anybody is, is to get an education. It's, it may take a generation or two, but eventually, if you're qualified, you and or your children will get a job. And Susan, that's exactly what a Senator Lee, Lee hold on, Tavis. Senator let me Lee. Just say, yeah, let me just say, that was a very demeaning statement to, to women and, and to people of color. I was admitted to college under affirmative action programs. I can tell and let by me the way tell you, many, you were. many, excuse me, many Barbara, people in this... Barbara, you're sitting here complaining that you can't get no. ahead because you're black, but you're a Wait, state just senator. A minute. I'm not, How did you I'm become not a state senator? Is there racism? Excuse me, I am not complaining that I can't get ahead. What I am saying to you is that everybody, regardless of their color, should be allowed the chance to get into college. And here in California, last any week... Barbara, any we, excuse college, me. Barbara, excuse any me, college... Excuse me. Excuse week, me. You've been talking for 30 minutes. Let me Are you just telling say me that you, even you, with a D average, you should be able to get no, into Harvard no, University? I'm not, no, I'm not telling you that. I'm telling you the qualified students who historically have been shut out of admissions mm -hmm. into college should, should be given the opportunity. So you should take children with B and C averages no, and I put didn't them say above that. children with A averages. No, I didn't say that. Here in California, well, the Board of Regents saying. ruled a couple of years ago a very backwards ruling to end affirmative action. Since then, over 22% 
of minority applicants have not applied. We have a decline now in minority applicants to having, the University Barbara, Barbara, of California. We're going to see qualified applicants. Let me give one example, then I'll let you. We've got, uh, take, we've got to take, take a break. We don't have time for an example, Michael. You're going to be here during the next segment, so we're oh, going to get to that. But for now, uh, we want to thank our guests, Barbara Lee and Jerry Reynolds, for being with us today. Thank you so much for joining in the conversation with folks in our audience. We really appreciate you being here. Coming up next, the Fire of the Talk Show hosts. Stay with us. Welcome back to Talk Back Live, and we are talking about Proposition 209, the controversial. Uh, proposition that passed in California and now passed by 50, 56% and now looks like, or 40, 54%, the producers check and uh, double check how much it passed. Uh, no, it was 54, that was right. And Tiffany, you were talking about discrimination um, and you wanted to respond to Mara that we were talking to just before the break. Tiffany, right. go ahead. Uh, in terms of the discrimination towards the Irish in New York, I mean, I don't feel that that Irishness was as evident as being black or being female as he is now. Let's bring in a couple of guests. Michael Savage is joining us. He is the host of The Savage Nation. Tavis Smiley is also uh, joining us. He is a talk show host on BET. And what do you think of Tiffany's comment to Mora? Uh, Tavis, we'll start with you. No, I, I think her comments are absolutely on point, and that's the, that's the point I would have made had I spoke when she did. And that is that, you know, being Irish is one thing. You, you can avoid uh, telling folks that you're Irish. It's kind of hard to avoid uh, uh, being an African-American or being a woman. And, and precisely, many people are, si are singled out for that particular purpose. But to the point that Michael raised earlier when she was debating uh, Ms. Lee and, and, quite frankly, being very disrespectful, not letting her speak, uh, the, the numbers. The, let, I, I am going You've to finish here, sir. With, with all due minutes. respect, if I can finish my comment, my I will finish my comment. And you're happy to speak if you can do that respectfully. Thirty minutes of you is the fact gentlemen, that both is, of you have the remaining thirty minutes. And if I can finish, okay. I'll, I'll yield to the gentleman from California. The point is, the numbers are very clear about the fact that the applications, as your studies pointed out a moment ago, the applications for minority students, African Americans, and Latinos are down in the state of California, Susan. Right. And, and if it, and if but everything be, be down. if everything begins with education, Education, what are we going to do when those numbers continue to drop, Michael? Well, I, can I get a word in edgewise? I'd like to. It's yours. Okay. First of all, the reason the applicants of minorities is down at UC Berkeley, I'm a, I'm a Berkeley alumnus. I received my Ph.D. from Berkeley. I know the school well. The reason fewer minorities are applying is because their chances of getting in through racial gerrymandering are less. People now have to qualify based upon hard work, and brains, the good let's, old American way. I want to make one other point. Let's talk to Johnny very quickly. He wants to respond exactly to that point, Michael. Go ahead, Johnny. S well, as an ex-student athlete at a major university here in the state of Georgia, before Proposition 48 came along, I wouldn't have been able to attend college for four years versus... Okay, the lady right in, right in front of you just shouted why. Versus because of my high school SAT scores wasn't below however okay. wait a minute we've we've got to hold on we're gonna zip over here uh ma'am you were just kind of shrugging what's your name donna okay why were you just go ahead and talk to johnny well it's his sat scores aren't we talking about performance and and uh what did he do to improve that did he work hard at it johnny counseling um study sessions tutorials but i was able to stay four years whereas if i would have came out of high school two years later proposition would have been into effect i wouldn't have had an opportunity okay. opportunity donna an opportunity to participate as an athlete 
As a student but, athlete. But that's not really what college is entirely about. It's more than that. Okay. A uh, lady right down here, right directly. Go ahead, ma'am. Uh, ma'am, uh, I was uh, blocked to go to a good school until one of the professors, because I'm an A student, one of the white professors went to school and asked them why. They wanted 30000 down because I was black. But after the professor called them and asked them why, they changed their mind. And this is a white school, and I got my PhD from that white school. So it's there. Know it or not, unless you walk on the shoes and you see it, it's there. Michael? Yes, ma'am. I'd like to give an example of why we all lose with affirmative action, Susan, if I may. Eight years ago, we had a major earthquake in the state of California. Uh, the freeways were damaged very badly in Los Angeles and in San Francisco. In order to rebuild the freeways rapidly, the uh, government in Southern California threw away affirmative action. They said, let's just get it done. Let's give it to the fastest uh, contractor at the lowest price. No affirmative action bidding. The freeways were rebuilt within a year or two. In San Francisco, the land of socialism and affirmative action, eight years later, with women and minority contractors, our highways are still broken. We all lose through affirmative action. It's a nightmare. It's brought us almost to collapse. Thank God the people of the state of California were asked to vote on it, and they said, no more state gerrymandering. Let's get on with life. We've all Tavis? suffered. We've all been victims. I Let's ahead, get on with comment. our life. Yeah, you're very quick, very quickly. Not, not unlike Michael, I live in California. I'm in Washington, but California is home. And just because the people of California voted on this measure, Susan, and passed it by 54%, doesn't make it right. And people keep saying the people in California voted on it. Well, there was a time in this country when slavery was legalized. Just because it's been voted on by the people <laughs> doesn't make it right. And this okay. is not oh, right. Please. Tiffany has a question. Go ahead, Tiffany. Please, give me a break. Okay, this is to the, um, Mr. Savage or whatever. Um, I'm it's asking, not whatever. It's Mr. Savage, not whatever. Excuse me, I'm talking. Um, this is to Mr. Savage. Um, I'm asking, um, do you think, um, do you believe that only reason black people um, have jobs in high places is because of affirmative action? All people? Black people. Well, that's a problem that you raised. It's a very good problem. And this is why I'm against affirmative action, because the good intelligent Excuse me, people, could you answer I'm, my question? I'm trying to answer it if you'll just pay attention another second or two. I am saying to you very clearly that the black people who have achieved greatness in this country, who've done it through performance and merit, not through affirmative action, also are stuck with the stigma of affirmative action and they want it thrown out as well. Is that the truth? We're going to talk about that after this. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Welcome back. We've got this pack from Kenneth in Tennessee. In the United States, whites outnumber blacks. If anti-discrimination laws aren't enough, what is? Ashok is joining us from New York. Uh, what do you say to Kenneth in Tennessee? Well, I guess the important thing that we have to focus our, the parameters of our debate around is, is the main problem racial discrimination or is the main problem socioeconomic problems? And I'm not saying I, don't, I have an answer for which one, but that should be the framework around which we construct the debate and then base it on that. Certainly, if we, even if we target socioeconomic considerations, we're still going to hit the majority of the black community. We'll also hit uh, the people who are falling through the cracks, such as poor whites. 
Okay. Uh, Tapas? The gentleman's absolutely Instead right. Of race class. Yeah, well, it's, it's both. He's absolutely right. You know, we, if you start talking about race, you're talking obviously about persons of color. And if you talk about class, many of those at the bottom rung are still persons of color. And to the point that Michael raised before the, before the break, and that is uh, people, African Americans particularly, who've done well, who are bothered by the stigma of anti affirmative action, as Senator Barbara Lee said before she left, the fact of the matter is that there are some people who have benefited from affirmative action, like Colin Powell, who are willing to admit it. There are others, like Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, who try to run from it. But the fact of the matter is, the black middle class would not be as advanced as it, ha as it is today were it not for Coming from Gail action. in our audience. Go ahead, Gail. Um, what I want to say is, of course, there has been discrimination and discrimination toward women and toward minorities and on ethnic origin. The way to overcome discrimination is to be the best you can possibly be at what you're doing, perhaps being overqualified, as this young lady suggested. The secret is to get the best skills possible and to be better than all the competitors, and then you have a case if there's discrimination against you. Um, Gail, I'd like you to meet Alexander. He's from New Orleans, Louisiana. And Alexander, is that true, the uh, case of just being the best you can be and, and things will kind of fall into place? Uh, I definitely agree with her on, that, on the part that you have to be, no matter what color you are, the best that you can be. But the, the point still remains is that affirmative action, in my view, is based on, on what you, the government, are doing with, with my money, my taxes that I personally pay. I pay just as much taxes as, as anyone else here. Okay, and if you're going to turn around with the money that I pay and give out government contracts to rebuild roads, transportation, or whatever, but then you are going to be prejudiced, not, not us, the people, because we have the right to be prejudiced as long as we don't disrespect each other, okay? But if you turn around with my money, our money, and say, I'm only going to give my money to a certain class or a certain group of people, then you're the one that's being discriminated toward me, not me toward you. Michael? Well, I'm the son of an immigrant. I was taught that you have to do it on your own, that the government's not going to reach down and pick you up, not going to give you a handout or a hand up. You're going to have to lift yourself up by your bootstraps, son. And I did so. And I got my Ph.D. from UC Berkeley. But when my turn came to get a professorship, I was told white boys not, need not apply. So if you think that's fair, that's not the country I want to live in. If affirmative action is not the answer, then what is? A fax from Jimmy in New York. After five centuries of oppression, repression, and discrimination, we know we cannot depend on people in power, i.e. white men, to be fair and play fair. That is the response to your comments, Michael. Why is it that white males who built this nation are being reviled in this nation by black and uh, people of uh, color? Why are they constantly reviling the white people who built this nation? I don't get it. Where do you think this Alexander could lead? Wants to Where could this lead but to civil war? Just quick response, guys. Alexander, you first. Yeah, one quick, one quick question there, son. Uh, what makes you think white people built this country and not the backs of Chinese people, black people, white people? Where do you get that from? You know, we all helped build this country. So you're going to keep Let's pause harking, and talk about that, Michael. You're going to keep harking back to slavery. That's all you've got, the slavery, slavery, That's slavery. That's nonsense, Michael. That's absolute Nina? nonsense. Why don't you live in the present? Susan, why don't you live in the present and stop talking about here. what happened 200 years ago? And now that we are ago. here, we don't, even, we don't even receive opportunities. After 400 years, we're not asking for handouts. We're asking for a chance. I don't want your charity. I want a chance. And I we, will be able to prove myself. we got to take a break. We'll be back after this final comment. Scott Taylor. Very good job. So education is the great equalizer. 
Education is a great equalizer. Ralph, by the way, is from California, and you teach computer science. Yes, I do. Uh, and you were talking about the basis of skills and opportunities. Go ahead. Just repeat it, if you would. Oh, yes. Okay. It turns out that education is definitely a great equalizer. All my students who get a good education in computer science in California, without regard to whatever their background is, they all get good jobs. They all do very, very well. So this is one of the answers. Okay. Jay, is that your experience in life? Well, um... No matter how educated we are, no matter how hard we work, the good old boy network still exists. And until that is broken down and people of color and minorities are in key decision-making positions, we will always have this discussion. Susan, that's the great irony here. The great irony is that education is the key. The great irony is that education is the key. It has to start with education. And what this measure is doing, Prop 209 in California, is the exact opposite of what we ought to be doing. And that is giving people of color, giving students of color an opportunity to receive a quality education. The numbers are down, and that's the problem. opportunity right now. That's what 209 did. I just want to focus on this vote, Susan, because what happens in California very often is going to happen in America. The people finally were given the opportunity through the ballot initiative to say yes or no to affirmative action. And the people messed up. Well, let me please finish the statement. The exit polls are very interesting. The women were targeted by the National Organization for Women and told that affirmative action was good for them, blah, blah, blah. Jesse Jackson came out to stir up as much hatred as he could. It did not work. This won by a large measure amongst women, and strangely enough, even minorities voted for this issue because they themselves understand there's plenty of equal opportunity now, and they don't need social gerrymandering. It is bringing us to the point of civil war. For everyone who's lifted up, someone is pushed down. That is unfair. It's created terrible dissension. Mm -hmm. Its time is gone. Uh, Jennifer, go ahead and sneak in your comment, please. Um, I think it just comes down to that we really have to change attitudes, and it starts with children like Jarvis at his age in the elementary school so that the old boy network in the next generation is not just all white males. It's white women, black men, um, people of all races. Tavis, quickly, is that possible in your lifetime, in my lifetime? Well, very quickly, as you ask, racism is still the most intractable, the most egregious problem facing this society. But it runs uh, in uh, two uh, directions, uh, doesn't affirm- it? Affirmative action is not a perfect program, but what is? The point is, Wait. it's designed to balance unequal scales, and now, Susan, is not the time to be ending it. We gotta, we gotta go. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Boy, you're lively. Tomorrow in Talk Back Live, um, I do rarely means until death to us part anymore uh but some states want to make it even harder to untie the knot once you actually tie the knot so we're going to be having another lively discussion um thanks to all of you for joining us thanks to our guests for the folks in our audience uh hope you have a great day and smile at one another thanks bye